Welcome to Take Flight Podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okonola, Pabilo Timbo and Shuel Ahmed as your hosts. Take Flight Podcast is released weekly, giving you behind the scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting the backstories of entrepreneurs and leaders in their respective spaces. We will also be breaking down business models, examining latest trends in businesses and sharing our learnings along the way. Take Flight Podcast is a university business class packaged for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts who are coming from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our craft in some of the largest companies in the globe, started our businesses, as well as invested across multiple asset classes. As we give you a unique and inclusive perspective with the mission to help other potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since its start in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries. It's in the top 5% of podcasts globally and continues to grow and expand. Come join a growing community. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight uh, Podcast. Today it's a Take Flight Takeaways uh, with myself, Pabilo Timbo. Uh, and for those who are not aware, our Take Flight Takeaways episodes is where one of the members spends about 10 to 15 minutes just sharing maybe a recent experience, um, some key messages or insights that they've picked up recently, or maybe even a story that they want to share with you. Um, so today is episode 105, and I want to take the next 10 minutes myself just actually talking about a topic which um, is not the most comfortable topic to talk about. Uh, most people actually do this at a very later stage in their lives. Um, I would probably say the risk increases, right, if you leave it too late. Um, because, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Um, it's not common for people, especially in my community at the age of 31, to to, to have it done. Um, so what am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the process of... Um, thinking, discussing, planning, and completing on a will, right? So um, now for, for the for the remainder of the episode, if we can just get our heads around the whole in the event of worst case scenario, put that to a side for a second, and just more take out from this, some of the key um, points, I think this will be a really good um, um, segment just for us to bear in mind um, and could be a, a really good reminder to take action after you've, you've, you've listened to this. So um, let's get into it. So I think maybe before before diving into sort of my, you know, the process that I, I recently went through or, where, or how I'm thinking about it, I'll just share with you a little bit as to maybe first the definition. So what exactly is a will? So a will is a legal document that determines and coordinates the distribution of your assets, right, after you've passed away. And the idea ultimately for most people is to assign what they have to either family members or their children or things of that nature. So why did I decide to do it um, now? And in actual fact, I even feel like I've, I've, I've actually completed the will quite late. Um, so for many of you would know that I'm a you know, property investor also and in my spare time outside of my corporate responsibilities, um, I acquire assets that produce income. I hold them for the long term. And the whole idea, the whole, you know, the whole plan here is effectively to pass these assets down to my children at a later stage and really just be on that path to create generational wealth. So with, with in creating generational wealth, it's super important that you're, I think, planning 
whilst you're actually executing at the same time, right? So it's this thought of building and protecting, building and protecting and not spending 20, 25 years just building and then maybe consider protecting at a very later stage. So that's, it, it becomes almost, I don't know, when I talk to myself about it, it becomes almost, why didn't I do this uh, much um, sooner, right? So um, it's, it's, it's done now, which is great. Um, and I think, I think it was a very important process, at least to talk to my wife about how we're thinking of, what do we actually have and how we're thinking about how we want to allocate it um, so we actually have you know, peace of mind. I'll, I'll share a little bit more as to maybe what really fueled me or, or, or maybe the, the, the why, right? In addition to you know, my kids benefiting, um, and I think if you truly believe in generational wealth, you can't really be committed unless you've actually put things in place to protect, right? So you've, a will is, is what we're talking about today, but life insurance also is also a part of that as well. But here's my personal take on it. I think, also not my personal take, but I think more so the why and something that I, 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 I keep top of mind. I've given you the, mac the micro perspective, but if I step back and go macro, I think when I look at my community and people that look like me, um, you know, it's it's historically it's been extremely challenging in order to create wealth for multiple reasons, access to opportunities, access to capital. But if I give you two statistics, one, I think they said in 2018, the median wealth of a black African man was only thirty four thousand pounds in the UK. And then for property wealth, it's for property wealth is actually zero um, as a median wealth for both Africans and also um, Caribbeans. Now, those statistics are alarming. Uh, it will always be challenging for us to um, close that gap. But I can't help but think how much of that is contributed or a product of not having the necessary things in place to protect what we have, right? And so wills and, and life insurance. So I think that's something that I don't let go of. I think it's something that for me is top of mind. Um, and I want to, and I want to, you know, if we're going to spend, you know, you know, early mornings, late nights in working to create assets, I think it's very important that we're taking the right steps in order to, in order to protect that. So, so that's kind of, um, you know, I, I really think this is more about a mindset. I, I think it has nothing to do with age. I think it has nothing to do with when I get older, I will start to think about what they have, or when I start to acquire more assets, I will start to put a will in place. I think, it, I think it honestly is about. How am I thinking about, you know, today? Um, and if tomorrow is not promised, which we all know, then have I protected uh, my family and have I put them in a good position? So, so that's kind of, you know, the why, my personal take and, and thing. I also want to share with you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm such, I'm so passionate about generational wealth that I took the, the conversation to my parents. And if anyone here would know that, you know, that's, that's a, uh, again uncomfortable right because most parents don't want to talk to their kids about this they kind of um they may have a will they may not have a will and then sometimes the most unfortunate situations when it's too late you find that there's no will in place so i took the, i took the conversation to my parents and i basically said you know do we have you know has everybody updated their will um to the latest version included the latest assets that we've acquired as a family um and let's have a conversation about how everybody's thinking about who gets what open, honest, transparent. And I think, I think honestly that, um, I don't know for a fact, but I think that there are families that talk about, you know, what assets they have in, in, in the baskets um, and who is it that they want to gift those assets to and why. Because I think it's important for the, for the children, myself, my two younger brothers, to know 
what's above us, what's going to, what's above us and what we're trying to do to, 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 um, for below us. But I think it really brings a strong sense of accountability, ownership, maturity to the family as a household, because it is extremely important. And if we know how hard it is to acquire assets, then we've got to make sure that we're putting things in place so that we, we're not making, we're not, we're not losing these things. Um, so that's just a little bit of of kind of maybe the last um what is what is what it's looked like and what it sounded like in my head and also in my in my family home. Now I want to share I want to share a couple a couple reasons as to why maybe if as you're listening to this, you might want to consider looking at taking on a will now. So a couple of things in no particular order. So one, you're looking at it saves time, money, and stress for your loved ones, right? Uh you want to make sure that you leave your family a will and and not a bill you are able to determine who will manage your estate. So who's actually going to be then the executor to um, determine who gets what. Um, you decide on, on the assets, you decide on the property, and you also decide who doesn't get um, whatever assets that you have. It's about taking care of the family, taking care of the kids. Another big one here is, is having a will in place usually can help in ensuring that there's no family disputes, which I think is very important. It's another way of protecting your legacy um, and and distributing in a way that you actually get your legacy to be to be passed on. And I think ultimately the last one that comes to mind is, and I don't know how I was able to sleep well before, but this is really about peace of mind. Um, everybody's clear and aware that the necessary steps have been taken, um, and I think ultimately, uh, you know, that that's important. Now, what's the risk if you don't do one? Or what's the risk if there's not a will in place? And I think, so here, it's not that you're going to, it's not like you will lose your assets, but ultimately what it is, you're, you're, you're allowing, it, what it means, failure to have a will in place means that the decisions of how your assets are allocated and determined are then left with the state and with the government. And that legislation can change over time. So ultimately, you've, you've, there is no control you're at the mercy of the government. Your family's at the mercy and you're not sure exactly how they're going to split it, um, any of that. And I just think if you spent so long, if you have spent so long actually um, working hard to acquire assets, I think it's so important to also have, you know, documentation in place to show exactly how you want that to be um, actually allocated. So um, definitely think about, about considering um, having a will in place. So... I have some actionable steps, um, which I think, which I think I, I I went through and I had to think about. So I think the first thing, if you are, if you've been listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, yep, you know, P, I've I've been putting it off. Um, you know, thanks for bringing this to the table. Thanks for reminding me. Um, what you can do is, so it cost me four hundred and ten pounds to get my will. So my will and my wife's will completed and done. It's next to nothing. You're talking about a couple hundred pounds in order to protect millions, right? It's a no-brainer. So, so I think, you know, I strongly urge everybody to consider uh, doing it. I'd also go as far as saying, don't think about a will just when you feel like you have enough assets, right? Um, because I think it's more of a mindset shift as opposed to age or what you actually have. So in terms of actionable steps, I think the first one, contact your local solicitor and they can walk you through the process. Um, you want to start thinking about who you want to assign as your executor. So who's going to manage your will? So who's going to be in place to ensure that what you stipulated in your will is going to be adhered to? What assets do you actually have? So start listing those out and the address of those assets. So for example, if I've got um, shares held in a particular in a particular country, um, then I'm going to give I'm going to make sure I'm aware of you know those shares, the amount, and the address, and I'm passing that information over. 
And ultimately, the last one is what assets do you actually, once you've got a list of assets, what assets do you actually want to gift to who and why? The really thing, the, the, thing, the, key that's in, the thing that's key and important to understand here is the tax implications. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say this is because at one stage, I actually had a number of assets being assigned to Karim, uh, my son. And then I learned that actually it's much more tax advantageous and eff effective if I actually put everything, give everything to my wife. I'm kind of like passing down, uh, passing over a tax benefit, which she can then bundle in hers if in the event I was to go first, and then she can pass that over to the kids, right? So it's super important that we are thinking about all of these um, um, details. So yeah, that that's that's kind of what I wanted to share. So I just hope that it's it's um, I've made this topic a bit more comfortable to talk about. I hope that you take this conversation with yourself, um, your spouse, um, your family. You know, um, you know, it's it's really really I think it's super super important to protect what we have, uh, to grow, um, to build as a community, to create generational wealth. And these conversations like this help us and and only and only um, put us in a better position. So hope hope this has helped, giving you a couple of insights to reflect on, and again think about it in terms of determining your legacy. Um, this is episode. It's been episode 105 with Vilo Timbo on Take Flight Takeaways. If you've got any thoughts, questions, or comments, please don't hesitate to email us at takeflightpodcast@gmail.com, um, or you can reach out to us at any time on um, Instagram at Take Flight Podcast. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but we're fine.